Hey everybody, welcome to Sit Your Axe Down. This is episode four of our podcast. And once again, I'm Kyle. And we got Lucas here as well. <coughs> and uh, we are at The Cut yeah. in uh, College Station, Texas for episode four. I was trying to see if you could like see the clash signs behind us, but not, not great. Yeah, you can see, you can see the, <laughs> you can the see cut up here. You can yeah. see the cut over here. Yeah. Um, you can see the clash right there. <clears throat> yeah. And their sponsors, uh, Tomahawk Targets, right there in the middle. As uh, well as uh, Blackwater Draw Brewing Co. That's right. That's right. Blackwater Draw, they're actually right above here. Have been all weekend. You just can't see it because of the camera angle. But. Yep. <clears throat> um, speaking of Tomahawk Targets, is that the first time you've ever thrown? Actually, you went to their tournament, so you probably you threw on their booth. Uh, yeah, threw there. And I think that <coughs> for a little bit, there was another venue nearby that was getting wood from them. Oh, cool. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Uh, I mean, it's my, my first experience throwing on uh, on their boards, so I, I don't. Uh, nothing negative. Um, good boards. Yeah, Look like fun. they were solid two two inch thick boards. So seemed like wood. If you're looking uh, looking for boards, hit up uh, Tomahawk Targets. See what they they got to offer. So, <clears throat> or if you're looking for cool beer in Texas, Blackwater Draw Brewing Co. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So this weekend, we flew in on Thursday morning. Um, we flew into Austin. Yep. Made the about two-hour drive here to College Station. Yeah, it seemed like it went a lot faster because um, I think it was because we were listening to the affiliate. Oh call. yeah, yeah, we were on. Did Waddle had an affiliate call um, on Thursday, and so that kept us kind of busy in the car for a little bit. You know, um, hearing the questions that they were answering um, and. <coughs> all all of that was good. Um, but, yeah, so they kicked it off on Friday at about lunchtime yep. or a little bit before. And first up was Big Axe, right? No, no, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, Big Axe. Um, I personally threw pretty terrible to start, but was able to somehow weasel my way into the finals today. Um, out of B. Yeah. Uh, let's see, the top four were... Uh, myself, Zach Crawford, Fancy Lad, and Vale Cook. Um, yeah. Fancy ended up taking the whole thing, so congrats to Fancy. Yeah, I know Fa- Fancy um, had, a, had kind of a rough day in Hatchet uh, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. I know he was really – I think I think it's hard. I think he was in a, an odd position because I know he wanted to he wanted to do great in everything. Yeah. Uh, at his turn – I mean, it's there – their tournament, uh, Tony and, and Fancies, and and I think that can be kind of hard when you're running your own tournament to not only have to focus on throwing, but focus on the tournament, <laughs> the tournament itself too. <laughs> Definitely, uh, it adds a an entirely different variable that you know most throwers are never ever used to. So. Uh oh. All right, sorry about that. We had a little uh, snafu. Worried about that first four minutes of the podcast not working, so we checked it, and uh, it's all good. And we're back. So yeah, so, <laughs> so we're yeah, fancy, about fancy was um, you know he had other things going on, you know, between running the tournament other than just throwing. So that I'd, I have been in that position, and it, it's definitely challenging. So I know how that is. Um, next on. Knives was um, yeah. The one thing that Lucas hasn't mentioned yet was that when we started on Friday, 
like we said earlier, it's in College Station, Texas, and um, we haven't had <clears throat> warm weather yet yeah. in uh, in our neck of the woods in Indiana or or Tennessee. Tennessee, really. not not to the scale that it was on Friday, but Friday was hot. Oh yeah, it was it was. It had to have been approaching 80 degrees. Um, it was very humid. And um, I think it a little bit affected Big Axe. Maybe not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but knives. Knives is where, I, at least me personally, I felt like I was affected. And that's partially because of the grip that I put on my knives. It uh, It's very tacky and uh, just wasn't prepared for the, the humidity. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely affected... Uh, my release on knives yeah so. definitely definitely has a you know plays a, a role for sure especially with knives being so much more finicky than, than anything else it definitely you know one inch or one you know one small amount of extra second in your hand or anything you know makes a world of difference in knives whereas axe yeah you might land a little different or something like that but for knives it can be the difference between sticking and and dropping yeah, absolutely. And my, my issue was that um, <clears throat> because of the additional tackiness to the grip, um, I was having to, I was having an issue where I wasn't releasing quick enough. So it was like I was holding onto the knife a little too long and I was having them kind of go low. Um, and then when I would overcompensate for that, my release would work as it should. <laughs> and then I would sail ones. it high. And yeah. so that was kind of frustrating to me. I mean, ultimately I still... Uh, finished in a good position. I mean, I think I was tied ninth or whatever. Something. So, so not, not Something terrible. pretty good. Um, let's see. So in the first bracket, I think, I don't remember which one was first or second, but um, myself and Michael Theodoro made it out of one bracket, and yep. Garrett Rice and Tony Luce made it out of the other. Um, Garrett and I were the A winners of our mm-hmm. brackets, and then Tony and Theodoro. Yep. Um Garrett um, Garrett ended up in second place uh, overall and um, took home Garrett, a Garrett knife bid. Threw great. Yeah. I mean, our first, both of us did not throw well our first and during the A finals. Um, but, I mean, he was throwing really well when I was watching him warm up and then obviously prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got his first, uh, he got it, well, he's got like the third knife bid yeah. of the year. There, There's about to be 10 more handed out. From the leaderboard, and I think he might have gotten one from that either way. I think so. I want to say he was but he was up there. Now he has one and doesn't have to worry about it. I haven't checked. You know, yeah, the stupid marathon league. Man. <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> will know till tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I took home the win. I got a nice trophy here that is a actual knife, which is interesting. It's like cut out of steel, a little heavy, a little thick, but yeah, in the in the design shape of a. Highlander. Highlander. Which, yep. Yeah, and then the other one. No obviously. hole in a handle. Um, yeah. And all right, so that was that was Friday. Saturday, woke up extra early so that we could do duels. Um, yeah. Duels was good. Yeah, duels was good. First time throwing with Zach, like yeah, in, in a real thing. I threw with Zach on the Commissioner's Cup, but um, <laughs> that was we, around we the barely world, even got to throw. Yeah, he showed up like as we started recording, <laughs> um, but yeah, we um, we came out of B from our bracket. Uh, Michael Barton and, and George Sanchez took um, A from our bracket, and then um, Michael 
and Colby B in the other bracket, and Tony and Fancy took first from that one. Correct. Um, so we played Michael and Colby first today, um, and then battled our way up to uh, second place to the second set of three, but our winners, Michael Barton and George Sanchez. Yeah, that duels. was exciting. Um, they were they were very excited to yeah to get a win to get a win there, yeah. and, and they were throwing really well. They they, uh, they were throwing really well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I saw them practicing. I mean, they were practicing, you know, one up, one down, and doing all the things, you know, to set themselves up for success. So they earned that one. I'm gonna get that toast. I know I was late. We got we got a dog <laughs> over here, so obviously you see the canes. Had to get some canes. See the, the, the rear end kind of right over there on the. Yeah, there's a dog over here. Oh, um, it's leaving. You realize it wasn't really that toast. does not like pets. Yeah, loves unless you have food. Loves food. Will will let you pet for food. Otherwise, <laughs> no pets. Um, and then uh, today. We had our finals for, no, or, well, we after missed, that. We missed Hatchet. Yeah, yeah. After that, on on Saturday, last night, we or yesterday afternoon, we had Hatchet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the second bracket. So first bracket was Michael Theodoro from A and Colby from B. Yep. Michael finished that one off with a 64-64. Against um, Colby? Against Colby, yep. Colby dropped down and played, um, I'm not sure, I don't remember who got third. Uh, maybe... Ant-Man was in mine. Who was in theirs? Who got third in their bracket? I don't remember. I can't remember. No. Colby took took them uh, and made his way from B. And then um, I won our bracket, uh, also with a 64-64. Um, and then uh, Damon Latham made it out of our bracket as well. Um, today, Damon battled out of B, made it all the way to the final. Um, but I took home the win, so here's the other trophy here. <coughs> Shaped like a butcher. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a lot thicker, though. Yeah, much thicker. But does have a little edge on it, so I, it stuck finally. It took two throws, but I got it. Um, and then they also did something else. Before we started all of that, They this morning they had a funder tournament. Yep. So an under tournament that was fun, hence the name. Um, and a thrower that... From here in Texas, Zach Hayden took home the win in that. That's right. Yeah, that um, was going on uh, bright and early this morning. Yeah, while I was sleeping. <laughs> Trying um, to sleep. Yeah, we got here for the finals, though, and it looked like everybody. There were several people that threw their personal best. Yeah. Um, so a couple of 60s for some people. They finally got to check that off their throwing bucket list. And then, um, yeah, Zach, congrats to Zach Hayden for taking home the win. He got a cool, uh, I think it was a jack of clubs or queen or something uh, axe um looked really cool so um congrats to to zach for taking home that win yeah yeah i thought the funder tournament was a pretty cool cool thing uh, for them to do but um but yeah we're we're here in college station um we got here thursday we had a lot of time thursday uh, because we did get here pretty early (laughs) and uh i've been seeing these instagram videos that i really like where this this guy is just golfing and i'd sent a couple to zach and i was like let's let's actually go golfing and yeah, Kyle we, drove, was like, we yeah. drove into town and uh, <clears throat> went right by the golf course uh, on campus at texas a&m uh, which is pretty much the largest property owner in college station i think yeah <laughs> yeah most likely so we were like all right we're gonna go golfing yep so we uh we call we get a tea time Make sure that we could rent clubs yeah we, made we don't sure have clubs here gotta so. gotta rent clubs we were like that's cool we'll just we'll rent a bag and we'll We'll just, 
you know, play a scramble or something, you know, we'll just yeah, go that out way, there and that have way we're fun. moving quick because <clears throat> one, one bag is going to slow us down. It's going to slow and the other golfers. Obviously, in. we're not very, we're probably not very good, so we're going to need. We, we bought an entire box of golf balls too because <laughs> obviously we were going to lose several or not want to go look for it yeah know. yeah kyle was going to hit them all in That's the right. hole hole in one i was just going to use iron <laughs> the whole time yeah um so we uh we get there we pay for everything we're all set up we uh get in the carts we got two carts you know we're cruising we get up to hole one and man we watch some people tee off and then the we pull up and cranky carl Man, he was not having it. Yeah, I think I was. I was probably slowing us down because I was on the phone. Yeah, we would have made it. I think we could. We could have squeaked by. We could have squeaked by. But Zach and Kyle were trying to act like they had business calls and stuff. <laughs> so we're like, we're sitting there waiting on them, and then Cranky Carl start asking too many questions and realizes that we only have one ba- one golf bag, and one set of clubs. And so he's like, "Oh no, you guys can't golf here. You know, you, it's in the rules. You got to each person must have their own bag and." And clubs, and I'm like, man, come on. We didn't think we about it, but we could have just grabbed our Goliath uh, golf bags. Yeah, we each threw had. a club in in a bag. We're doing good shape. Yeah, I only need one, um, but no. Oh, so. Well, we would have grabbed our Goliath golf bags. Uh, Zach would have grabbed his. He, gor- no, he wouldn't golf have need, He wouldn't have even needed it. I wouldn't have oh, let yeah, him put he, it in the cart. He yeah, could have used the. We had Jenna be in the driver, yeah. so he would have just had the golf bag in. But all right, so he kicks <laughs> us out. We get a refund, but. We were pretty disappointed, if I must say, because playing real golf would have been way more fun. But we ended up going to um, Big Shots. Yeah, Big Shots and Texas A&M's version of Top Golf. Yeah, it's like a Top Golf esque thing, and um, it was fun. Uh, we we stayed for like two hours. Yeah, they had good I, food. Good, good. I'll admit I was a little sore after. Um, yeah, I think we all were. Yeah, um, but man. We got to show you guys this video of Zach. <laughs> um, Zach was uh, he, he actually so we we played like a full eighteen yeah. on on the course, and Zach was the only person to birdie a hole, and he did it twice. But he also did the worst. <laughs> um, so here's a here's a little clip of Zach. Um, so if you his, guys need any his uh, golfing skills, yeah, if you guys need tips or anything. Zach's the guy to go to. You're going to want to get him after you see this video. That's right. So we're going to put that video in here. Right now. And we'll see you in just a few seconds. All right. We got the teed up hybrid. Oh, oh, big approach. Oh, shh. <laughs> All right. Good practice. <laughs> Maybe a third practice swing. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, it's in the fairway. (laughs) All right, so I sent that video to a couple of people. (laughs) And I also sent it to Zach because obviously he hadn't really seen it. And I can the first person I sent to told me that they were crying while oh, they were watching shoot. it. I was crying in the background. I was, I was crying. You probably could hear me crying. It was on the this first thing. of two times I laughed so hard, I cried this weekend. 
And then, um, and then I sent it to Zach the next day, and he was crying almost watching it <laughs> himself. So, obviously, good good time. We had a good time there. Um, and what did we do after that? After golfing, yeah. we came in here oh, for yeah. a little bit. Went back to the hotel, pretty much. Yeah, we didn't. No, no more fun that day. No. Nope. Um, got up bright and early and started throwing axes. But yeah, I was I was sore. Two hours of that, that golfing got me. A little uh, use some muscles I don't use all the time. Gave me shin splints for some reason. It doesn't even make <laughs> sense. I don't know. Fronts of my legs were hurting all weekend. Oh, well, I mean no. that's part of the that's, that's part of the. Uh, I, something else did happen. Um, that morning, Zach and I woke up and we got. Se- oh yes, secret, that's right. Secret to success. We'll post a picture or a little video right here too. Zach and I went in and and we were like, you know what? After after all that golfing, we had a little pampering. We we went and got um, tournament day pedicures. <laughs> it was it was awesome. I don't I don't know, you know, about you if you've ever had one. If you haven't ever had one, highly suggest it. I will say that Kyle skipped out because them, he didn't know. Lucas and Zach both ended up in the finals uh, for Big X. That yeah, day, so. that day. So. Say what you want. Pedicures must be the. Must I ended be the up key. in. I ended up in all the finals. It could have been the pedicure. That's right. Um, but <clears throat> the uh, Kyle would have joined us, but he didn't know that it came with a massage. Yeah, I had no that's, clue. That's the like, main part we were going for. Obviously, I don't we need didn't. My toes did. Like yeah, I mean, we didn't get them painted. Or, they asked like three times, like, "What color you want?" We're like, "No, we don't want purple color. and black." Yeah. So we did. I'll show you guys a picture. No, we didn't get them painted, but. Um, <laughs> That was, I think, that was what really set the tone for the weekend. Was we the pedicure. those pedicures? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> you can't deny it. they were yeah. both in the finals for Big X. So and we were both we threw together for duels. We were in the finals. I mean, we almost made a comeback from B. I mean, That's right. If That's I didn't right. suck and miss that kill, I mean, <laughs> or if Zach doesn't suck and throw a four during the regular bracket, we would have been an A. And I think he threw more knows? fours than I did <clears throat> at uh, Cascadia. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um, but <clears throat> hey, we, did, right, we so did win in Cascadia. That's true. You threw them at the right time. Zach that's threw right. it at the worst time. That's right. But no, nah, I missed kills at the wrong time too. So throwing fours at the right time is a, is an art form. That's right. You got to have a big brain to be able to do that. That's right. Um, so yeah, overall um, weekend, the uh, the tournament went well, um, and yeah, we went to. Um, Saturday, last night after the, uh, uh, was it Jules Hatchet. and Hatchet Day? Yeah. We went to, um, went to the Blackwater Draw Brewery, right? Yep. I think, yeah, for, for a few minutes. And then we went to a place called The Backyard, yeah. um, which was on campus and very made us feel all. I'm very old. Old. Yeah. Old. And, Not allowed uh, to go to those places anymore. I'm pretty we're sure. We're in our early 30s, for those of you who don't know how old we are. <clears throat> and, uh, it made us feel very old, but uh, that's where the second of the two times I laughed so hard I cried happened. Oh uh, yeah, what what was it? When when we were parking. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh! I wish we there was some way we could have recorded this. It was it was but amazing. For those that don't know, Money Matt, um, he's a trash talker. He's always like, if you're gonna play him, he's gonna talk trash and he's the, try to he's get in your head. The I mean, best he's trash talker. Yeah, so I mean, he sometimes he can back it up though. I mean, he's definitely not. He's not somebody you want to, you know, 
uh, take lightly by any means, no. but um, so we we're following him to the parking lot, and he sees somebody, you know, the, the, putting it in the reverse. Lot is packed. Yeah, there's like almost no spots. He puts he puts his turn signal on, like he's going to take this spot, and these people start backing out, and like right around the time they start to back out, I'm like, Kyle, just sneak around him, like go. Yeah, he the so <clears throat> the way the lot was um, set up was there's there's a front row of parking. And then there's kind of the driving area, and then there's the parking where we could park. The front row, apparently after 9 o'clock, you can't park there. It's for Ubers and yeah. ride-sharing and stuff like that. Well, Money had, he was positioned far out. Yeah, so like there in was the enough right. space yeah. for the car that was backing out of their spot to, oh, actually, no, I take that back. They were angled at a, at a way where they pulled out. And money couldn't drive forward. Right. But I had the space to go around him and into the parking space yeah, before so, he could move. Yeah. So I told Kyle, like, just sneak in there. Let's get this spot instead and it of would, letting it Matt happened have in it. like slow motion. Yeah. So we got to literally just drive by Matt, basically waving at him, like, hey. And we just slid and just right, into, right his into the parking spot. spot. And there was nothing he could do about it except <laughs> for get mad. Um, so it was, that was a, another highlight that I wish yeah. we could have somehow recorded. It would have been spectacular. Yeah. He was he was very upset. He was so mad because he because there's like no other parking spots. He, he there was another one, but yeah, luckily luckily <clears throat> there was somebody else backing out. He had to drive around and park. Yeah. But he was like, I hate you guys. <laughs> he said way worse things than that too. I'm sure. No, but, he, did. he did. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it was another highlight I forgot about. Yeah. Um, and then we we hung out at that backyard place for an hour or so. Had some felt food. Old. Was good. Yeah, food the truck. food was very good. Food truck, chicken quesadilla, top Authentic, uh, very authentic Mexican food. It yeah. wasn't, uh, it wasn't Americanized at all, and, yeah. uh, and that to me is always the best kind. So oh, for was, sure. It was very, very good food, and um, some people had a lot, uh, a lot more fun. <laughs> probably. We yeah. just enjoyed the people watching. Yeah, we did a lot uh, of people watching, um, and yeah, so. Overall, though, good experience. good weekend. Yeah, good weekend. Tier two in the books. Yeah. Um, what's next on next on the calendar? It looks like um, n- neither of us are going to get to go. I don't believe. But uh, next up, Savage Society's uh, Triple, Triple Crown, Crown. Yep. Is this coming weekend? I think mm-hmm. the nineteenth or eight seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but next weekend, um, or this coming weekend. Is yep, that 17, 18, 19. and then the following weekend? Is that right, or is it three? Two weekends after that. Okay, so or, yeah, two weekends from now. So the is two only two. Thirtieth. Let me look at the date. I have it through the <coughs> third. Yeah, let's see, thirtieth. Yeah, well, so next up, tier one. Next uh, tier one is. Thursday, March 30th. Yep. But they moved it to Friday? Yeah, they moved everything to Friday. So, March 31st. Yep. Keystone Classic in Exton, Pennsylvania. Yep, just outside um, of Philly. Yeah, so hoping to see a lot of people there. Um, yep. First uh, Melee Championship Series event. First of Melee, year. a lot of new Melee teams, a lot of new throwers on different teams. That's right. Um, so, that should be fun. Um, and also the, uh, I think last year it was the largest indoor tournament. Um, North Ohio was. 
You sure? Pretty sure. I don't know. We might have to fact check that. I think it was. I just, I'm thinking because Jason and I just talked about that because of Angry Wood. I don't think so, man. 192? Is that right? No, text Tyler. Tyler and I'll real I quick. don't know. We'll find that out. Yeah, uh, we'll hold tight. We'll mention just. Obviously, we should we should probably do this research before, but no, it makes it okay better to see it now. <coughs> um, but yeah, we're um, excited to debut. Yeah, Murder's, Murders Row, Row in action. Excited to see the all women's team, uh, Femme Fatale. Excited to see some of the draft teams. The yeah. youth team, <coughs> Wizards. I would not be surprised if a draft team beats a a undrafted team. Yeah, me either. Me I either. mean, you know what? Um, it became even more obvious this weekend is just how good, like, every oh, man. everybody it, is, especially Hatchet. I mean, the Big X is, you know. Big Whatever. X is Big X. Yeah. And duels is duels. And knives is knives, but knives, Hatchet is. We're going to see new people get really good really quick because yeah. it's so new anyway. Knives is so new, like it doesn't take long for somebody that, you know, I mean, well, not, not that it doesn't take long, but it hasn't been around long enough that there's, you know, no chance that, you know, we already know the top 20 people. I mean, that's going to change before the end of the year for sure. There'll probably be some new names. I mean, I don't I don't remember Garrett throwing at any tournaments last year and he's already and got his bid this year. No, but he threw I threw against Garrett I think at Worlds. Okay. Um, so. he was in he was in my bracket uh, for knife and I mean Michael. Yeah. Michael really didn't pick up He knives didn't but until he beat end, me at Worlds. End of the year and yeah. and Sp- then he spanked me at Worlds. <clears throat> jumped up exponentially so um but yeah, Hatchet. Man, I tell you what we had uh, all those people up there we had, in Hatchet. Oh my gosh, my brain just went blank. We had Jonathan Marita at Capital City. Oh yeah, who was like a guy who's never thrown in a tournament before. Oh, you're and, you're looking uh, at the guy that should have beat you. No, <laughs> but that was throwing but, really well. But made me sweat even uh, more than I was already sweating. That's yeah, for sure. and do you remember oh. the? I know his first name, but I I want to make remember, sure I get his last name right. Yeah, while you look. For that there was there were also a couple of females that I hadn't seen. No oh, uh, man, throw. Yeah. there and there was one that was really she, good upcoming female. Um, she's like never even thrown in a league, I don't think either. She had never thrown Big X League for sure, but oh, she had it? thrown Hatchet. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was cool to see some some new people. Um, just so we're clear, Tyler got back to us and did say throw Ohio, which I that's crazy to me. Called it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, All right, where in the heck are we at here? Oh, you don't even know what you're doing. Just tell them. Oh, that's Big X. Gosh dang it. Tell them. I'm working on it. Who was it? Who was the guy that you played? Up and comer. All right, well, I beat you with my research. So, Katie Harper. Katie Harper, I um, I did some uh, judging um, and judged one of her, I think it was her first match, and she was just, I mean, she was killing it. Um, it was, um, right. like, I mean, she was she was on, like, mid-50s, her first match, and I never heard yeah. of her before, which is amazing. So, shout-out to uh, all the new throwers that came, and then Kyle yeah. also Abelito threw against. Castaneda. 
Um, I assume that's how you pronounce it. I, Abelito, if I pronounce it wrong, I, uh, I apologize. But uh, I think he throws. At least it, it kind of seemed like he throws with the, the people at Splinters okay. in Texas. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the it went three games. And the first game was was fine. I thought the first game went great, at least for me. And I think it was obvious that Abel was, or Abelito was nervous. They, they did um, keep calling him Abel. Did I think that okay, I think I cool. kept her, hearing Abel, and I kept thinking like, oh, like that's a, not a common name. Sure. I don't feel like, and then there is an Abel already that you know is um, one of the top throwers. And then I was like, oh, I didn't think Abel. No, Abel's not here. So that must have been yeah. who it was. Yeah. So um, I, I mean, after that first game, I mean, I, bull, I bowled. Out, I think in the no, I did throw a kill team because it was out of reach, but uh, it was like 58 to 39 or something like that. I, I want to so say not it a may have been low 40s for his so. first time, but but someone told me because I, I had a buy, so that fed into that. And they told me like he was very nervous in his first match. Um, you could see his axe shaking and stuff like that, which that still happens to throwers who have been throwing for a long time, it just kind of depends on the day and stuff like that. But I tell you what, in game two. Had you on the rope. He just kept hitting bullseyes, and he didn't listen when I asked him to, to stop. stop. So, <clears throat> so game two didn't go so hot because I missed my – those were the only two kill shots that I missed up until I decided to completely implode uh, later in the day. But uh, Kyle knew better than to hit him against me. The game uh, – actually, I missed I only missed one kill shot against him, but it put me away because I was three for four. Yeah. But, but yeah. then game game three I did just fine again, and then I went on probably my my best run and hatchet in a little while. Um, but so I Abel, ran into Lucas. And Abel came Abel. out swinging though. Abel had you yeah, on the yeah, hundred percent. And and then I I caught glimpses here and there of his other matches just because they were running through matches pretty quick, and it looked like he did uh, did just fine. And so excited to see. It's exciting to see new throwers uh, do well. Yeah, I just wish they would not yeah. all be throwing against me every or, time. Or, like, if you're going to do well, just, like, don't do it when you play me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <coughs> or yeah. do it do it when you play Lucas, just it's, don't do it when you play yeah. me. It's a, it is exciting to kind of see. I am interested in seeing, you know, what, what <laughs> comes next after this year, but... But there's a lot of throwers that, you know, you can't you can't really take any, any throw off against anybody anymore. Sure. Um Especially this year, I feel like even more so than than previous years, uh, just because you know without the target changing, everybody's getting better, and you kind of reach a threshold where you can't really get too much better. Um, but yet, you know, people that gives people time to catch up and and get closer to you. So yeah, um, <clears throat> looking forward to seeing more new throwers at Keystone. Um, I think there will be quite a few people that um, are new this year. Uh, uh, Tyler did confirm that I guess Throw High had a few more hatchet throwers than, um, than Kyle, Kyle confirmed it first and then Tyler yeah, had to Ty- come in. No, Tyler actually confirmed it. <laughs> you guessed. <coughs> no, I'll show you I the thought, I thought that they had more overall throwers, but I thought that Keystone had more in hatchet. hatchet. Yeah. That's that's entirely possible. I'd, I can't remember for sure, but Tyler says he thinks that Throw High still had more in hatchet, but I don't yeah. know. Um, Let's see. So that's it for tournaments. We got melee coming up. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, well, one of the things that I know we chatted about before, we chatted about it a little bit in episode one. 
Um, but there was a thrower that reached out to um, Lucas and I and kind of oh, yeah. complimented um, the discussion on that we had in episode one about like the mental side of axe throwing and stuff like that. And yeah, and I actually got a question this weekend. Um, you did in Big Axe about mental. You know, like what would you do in this situation? What you know? What do you think I should do? as a person and um i think there is more of a mental game than people think there is i mean obviously you have to be able to throw if you um, don't think that there is one yet you just haven't you haven't gotten you that. haven't hit that bump in yeah. the road yet and and <clears throat> or once had you that do, off then, day or, then you'll then you'll realize it yeah so i mean there, there's definitely so much mental i mean actually i had two people ask me this weekend about a, a different mental thing but one was um, was one of them right there at the end. Yeah, one one yeah. wanted to know which like is, what, which is the same thing that I I'm gonna mention here in a second too, my, myself. But yeah, yeah. I mean, people want to know. I mean, I've had a couple of people ask me now, like, what what did it take to get over the hump? Like, because there was a year. I mean, I won something in 2020. Was the first time I won a tournament. Which one? Uh, Pump jacks here in Texas. Yep. Um, won a tournament there, and then, I mean, it, I probably went quite a while I think before I really won another big tournament um, and but then uh, all of 2020 I mean I would get so close and Philabomb would just kick my butt it, it seemed like at almost every tournament there was there was just a good run there where where Philabomb was just beating me every every time we played um, for at least the whole beginning of the year of 2020 and then I did finally get a win but then I mean I think he beat me several more times the rest of the year and and I had opportunities to win some of them some of them I didn't necessarily but um it seemed like I just would get right there to the finish line and even if I had the lead I would miss a kill or something like that and somehow give away the game so um, I mean I've had a couple of top throwers ask me like what did you know that are in that same situation what did it take to get over that hump and and be able to you know finally get those wins and um my answer is just that um i started practicing more situationally like in my head um just mentally like all right if i hit this i win type of you know putting that little bit of extra pressure on myself instead of trying to act like it wasn't an important throw um and and honestly i don't know that i've talked about this on the podcast but this season I did a very similar thing because it's really easy to, to not take the season as serious for me at this point. Um, so I, I really, I set a couple of goals for myself. One of my goals was to, to have a perfect week, came up short, had two great opportunities and, and missed kills. If you're unfamiliar <coughs> with what a perfect week is, um, I think he's, he's referring to just hatch it yeah just hatch it that's you know your four matches for the week 64 64 64 64 yeah i had i had two two weeks almost like a couple of days away from each other where i threw 64 64 64 56 i would miss a kill um one of them i missed on nine one of them i missed it on 10 in the very last throw because i got too excited because i thought i had finally done it um and it i if i would have done it i don't know what my goal would be for next season so i'm kind of glad i didn't hit it yet um, but my other goal was on every game, I I tried, and I think I was almost 100% successful in one of my leagues, that on throw one that I threw a six. Because I have a lot of times where I'll 
may I'll you know be a little bit more relaxed on throw one maybe and and I'll th- start off with a five and then that'll kind of wake me up and then I would throw great the rest of the game and throw a 63 and I don't obviously you know that's still a great game but one of my main goals was one six and eight that's where I find myself throwing fives the most um, one when I'm just a little bit kind of too relaxed maybe six when I switch targets you know trying to find that that spot again where I'm throwing so six was important to me and then eight is so important just because if you are tied with somebody you don't want to give up that lead on eight and or if you do have a chance for a perfect game you don't want to give that up on eight things like that so one six and eight were super important for me um, but also just for the overall you know putting the extra pressure on myself on those throws is how I think I got over the hump um, I don't know for sure uh, I had no nothing to really base that off of or anything but that's that is at least what I did, and then I did start to um, have some some success and started winning some tournaments last year. Um, and then um, the other question that we had was not about that, but more of a strategy question, um, or well, that I had, and um, that one was just in in big acts. You know, if there's just a one point game going into throw five they were wondering like all right if if i have the lead or if i'm behind one is it smart to stay down or should i always be going up when there's a one point difference and i said you know obviously if you're ahead and your opponent says they're going up i you you have to go up mathematically you should go up because if they're going up um and they're going to hit an 8 best you can hit is a six so you're going to lose by one if they hit so you might as well go up it, uh, with them but if you have the lead and you think you know i think i can hit a bullseye and uh, and they're going to throw a five or sorry if you're behind one you could very easily just stay down sure. right it's a one point game i mean puts a lot of pressure on them to hit a bull they're most likely not going to go for an all or nothing kill if they do then and they miss you're going to win no matter what if you stick the stick the axe so i think if you're down one definitely a, a strategy to to go for it i mean depends on how confident you've been in your kills how your bullseyes have been going i mean if you've thrown all fours it's probably not a great idea to stay down if you're only up one um unless that other person's just been throwing threes and sure. had like one lucky six or something um but i mean that's a i told him you know i think it's a in the moment you know, just how you're feeling type of thing for that decision. And, um, but that's just, that's just some of the strategy and some of the mindset things that maybe you don't, you don't think about, or you feel like you should always go up. I mean, I, I think there is more strategy in the game than people really give it credit. Um, I know for a fact that Tyler Flynn will sometimes stay down on throw five. Um, if he's down only one throw five. Yeah. In big X. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. He'll stay down and and do that. Um, with I saw several games this weekend in Hatchet where people were going up on you know seven or eight. Um, I saw several people win by doing that. They were down by a handful, go up on seven or eight, hit their kill, get them back within reach, um, hit their next kill, and then it puts the uh, your opponent in a tough position on if they're gonna you know decide to go go all in or if they're gonna try and wait it out and hope you make another mistake. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely strategy. I mean, not everything is eight bulls and two kills. Sure. 
that's for sure. Um, and that's why mandatory kills will never be a thing. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as far as the strategy and the mental game, those are those are some of the things. And then, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> for me personally, um, for whatever reason, I uh, find myself in my head a lot <clears throat> at tournaments. Um, uh, I found myself in my head a lot the last two weeks uh, because I kind of just had a my my brain just kind of died I guess when it came to throwing hatchet and I don't know what the reason for that is um maybe a little um just needed a little break or if I was throwing too much on other targets for fun and putting too much focus into that but I I somehow for some way shape or form I messed my hatchet throw up and I just could not could not find bullseye. I lost in hatchet in both of my leagues that I was doing in the tournaments. Um, mainly because I couldn't hit the bullseye, and um, and so I played around with my throw. Um, kind of took a lot of stuff from what I've seen Lucas do throw wise. Stop copying. Stop copying me. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I I came into hatchet. Uh, Honestly, I, and maybe that's why I did so well at the start. I I, I don't know, um, but um, I I came out throwing great. Um, hit nine of eleven kills. I was probably at the time seventy plus percent bullseye. Um, but I threw like one or two fours against Abelito in the uh, game one. Um, but statistically, I was extremely happy with where I was. Um, I didn't have to throw a ton of kills, which was nice, although I was hitting the kills. Um, and then, but I, I was doing a lot of thinking when I was throwing about, you know, like making sure, you know, I followed all my steps. And then once I followed all my steps, it just kind of cleared my head. And <clears throat> uh, I think that's the hardest part for me is shutting off the my brain um i constantly am thinking about all kinds of things whether it's throwing or business stuff or um what's <coughs> going on in the room around me and stuff like that and so shutting off my brain is is sometimes very difficult and i think there's a lot of throwers that have um very active brains and um and that can cause a lot of problems when it comes to throwing and I'd done a good job pretty much all day with that. Um, realistically, even through my match with Lucas, like I went into that match going, you know, I'm I'm going to hit my kill shots. If I throw my bullseyes the same way, he's at least going to have to throw two kill shots, which was my goal to make him have to throw two kill shots because he doesn't have to do that a lot most times until he gets to the finals. Um, and so that was my goal: make make Lucas have to throw two kill shots, and I think you did in both games. Yeah, you did but it. You hit <coughs> them, and I missed all four of them. No, I finally mi- I finally missed one. Yeah, but it didn't I was uh, you'd I already was, you'd hit the first one. Though. I think I was twelve for twelve. Oh no, you did miss the very first one. Yeah, yeah, I was. You were no, you were ten for ten. Okay, going into that, I was ten for ten. 10. 10. Yep, yep and, and I then, was nine for eleven. 
and he made me miss my first one. Yeah. My only one of the And all I had bracket. to do was hit the darn thing, and then <coughs> I was going to stay down and make him lose the first game. Yeah, but <laughs> he couldn't do it. He missed two. I know. Sucker. <clears throat> but then, but then the the second one ultimately wouldn't have. Ma- so, so I think you were up two or something like that. Because that's the only way you're going to go for two kills, right? Yeah, two, two points. Yeah. Um, and so, even if I hit the second one, he hit the second one, and I knew he's not going to miss twice. Uh, Hopefully not. I do sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Um, I hope you guys like that noise. But so that was that was my goal, and uh, and it worked, and so I was pretty happy about it. But then. Uh, then my very next opponent um, was someone that has beaten me the last two times that I played him, and I let all the inside noise get in my head about how much I wanted to beat this person, and it's you know not for any other reason other than the last two times I've turned against him, he's beaten me, and um, the first time was outside, but the second time was inside and. And it was a close match, and, you know, I think I just I let all the other outside noise get in my head. And what was the most interesting was that, and I've had this issue in the past too, um, where, like, you know, when you're, you're getting set up to throw and something happens that kind of throws you off, and rather than, um, like, rather than just stopping and resetting, you just throw anyways. Yeah. Um, that that can be hard to do, like stopping and resetting. And I I knew what strategy was being played in the the match. You know, this he wanted to throw second, and he was kind of controlling that. Um, and I saw it happening, but I wasn't doing anything to stop it or to make an attempt to change the pace up and. That's that's a strategy that, that that some throwers use, and and sometimes sometimes people think throwers do that because it's their the the way they throw, um, or sometimes throwers think that that's a strategy people are using, but sometimes it's just the way people throw. Sorry, yeah. But this is this is a clear strategy, and uh, um, yeah, it was actually interesting. Um, I mean, we can just say it was Damon. Like, sure, there's no, uh, but the, yeah, it has nothing to do with yeah, anything that outside have anything of. To do with him by um, any means yeah but actually i noticed today he was doing that same thing like i don't think he's like purposely away i think he just has a slower throw sure but when he was th- and in and everybody's throw looks slow against colby dean so he played colby first <laughs> colby throws super fast so yeah. it looked he his throw looked extra slow but i felt like my throw is usually pretty slow sure um and sometimes if i get in a rhythm i will actually turn my speed up a little like if i'm feeling good and i'm hitting sixes or if i throw a five sometimes i'll think like i must have just, I, maybe i just took too much time on that one and was really thinking about it too much i'll get up there and try and really clear my head and throw a little quicker but i felt like he actually was throwing before me on a couple of throws so i think he might have even in his head sped up a little because he was more excited i'm not sure that's possible. But, or, or, I mean, it could have just been that he was feeling it, too, because, I mean, yeah. he threw really well. <clears throat> no, really he threw – I mean, he threw well all day. I mean, obviously, he made it out of B. Sure. And, and he was throwing well yesterday to make it to the finals. I mean, nothing with that. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting to see speeds and things like that. Um, a lot of throwers have, like, a, a little bit of a mental checklist of things that they do before every throw. 
I have like a really weird tendency of like wiping the handle off and like wiping my thumb off because just any anything that feels a little Same. different um, grip wise will really throw me off and um, even if it doesn't actually affect the throw it'll make me think that it's going to affect the throw and then like you said it's really hard it's, to, yeah it's those, those outside thoughts coming in really hard to like once you put the axe up to take it down and and, re, and restart for some reason yeah because um, what's what's happened to me in the past is I've done that. And then it doesn't and fix anything. And then it anything. doesn't fix anything. And then I go, why am I even thinking about that? Yeah. And then it just raises an entire other thing in my head that I'm just not going to do that the next time. And my biggest issue still, and pro- it's gotten way better, but I used to spend so much time while throwing, listening to outside things that were physically happening in the room and just like could not not listen. Like I couldn't turn yeah. my brain off from listening that's, to that. That's 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 and a then it just takes that little right. bit of focus away, and that that focus is the difference between a six and a five. Yeah. Um, and at this point, with everybody getting better, that's the difference in winning and losing. That one yeah. five. One one thing. So um, <clears throat> I probably have mentioned it at some point on here already, but like I, I'm a fan of uh, of a director slash actor named Kevin Smith. He does a ridiculous amount of podcasts. Um, he's Silent Bob from Jane Silent Bob, if you're not familiar. But he uh, he does a podcast, an every morning podcast that I, that I listen to, and it varies in time and stuff like that. And he just had a really long hiatus where he was kind of gone for like a month, and it was kind of strange. And he came back and um, talked about being gone and why kind of a little bit about why he was gone and um he talked it it was i don't know if it was i'm like meant to happen right before this or not but like he kind of talked about how he was having a lot of issues with um how he has a lot of negative self-talk in his head and um how he's been working with um a doctor psychologist whatever to um try to help with that and one of the things he talked about was this like five-step process where um, to kind of help eliminate the self-talk from his head and it was like it had to do with like seeing hearing feeling tasting touching and to to clear your head and um Man, I've I've talked about it multiple times in my head all for like the last week, just because I wanted to talk about it on here. So are you saying that we should be tasting our axes? This is like well, so it's like so you start with like five things you see, like around you, and then four things um, you hear around you, and then three things you. Um, forget all the things now seeing hearing touching touching. three things you can touch i know it's not three things you can touch um but the tasting is like two and so it's like uh, it was a taste two things i can taste the toothpicks and board and then like he does like i can taste the saltiness of my skin or something like that but and doing those five things will kind of help you kind of empty your head um, Interesting. And yeah, I mean, I, I kind of tried it out one day, and, and I thought it may, maybe helped a little bit, but, but I think a lot of it was, like, thinking about it and stuff like that kind of 
you know, probably helps too. And but I think it's a, a pretty tough thing to do, at least for me right now. And and I know um, Michael Barton came up um, and sat. We sat over kind of right across from where we are sitting right now um, during the knife finals, and uh, was kind of he was talking to me about how he noticed like. And he mentioned it in my match with you. I mean, obviously, I would love to to take a match at some point. Um, but that that's certainly I accomplished my goal with you, and that was to make you throw two kill shots. And that yeah. that was that was my my goal. But he noticed. I mean, for sure against Damon because he had also seen me at PLS throw against Damon, and and I really wanted to win that one too. And it was very close. I mean, went, at least that one went three games. Um, the one this weekend didn't go three games. It went two. Yeah, I mean, when you want, uh, I think it's also when you want to beat somebody. Yeah, it it's much it, harder. Makes it a lot harder. Obviously, I mean, obviously, it's already if you want to beat them, you're already assuming that they have the capability of beating you. So, beyond just the skill part, just mentally, I think it's very taxing. I think another thing that I have had a problem with in the past is like if I know my matchup like way in advance, I'll know that like all right, I got. I, got, I need to beat this person. I know that I'm going to play them. And it's happened to me a couple of times where, like, for Worlds, you know, those brackets come out ahead of time. I got a little – I don't – I'm glad that they're fixing some seeding things, but I had fancy first round sure. in 21 at um, Worlds. And it was like, fancy's a great thrower. I could very easily lose to him and be in B bracket. So I put a lot of effort, a lot of emphasis um, uh, to make sure that I beat him. And then I, l- I put so much emphasis on it that I felt like, I think mentally, like I, f- I felt like the job was done. Sure. And then I got, you know, kind of comfortable and ended up losing, you know, my next game or the, the one after that or something. But I think there's definitely some merit behind, you know, really wanting to beat somebody. And if you do, then making sure that you don't let your guard down. Sure. But if you're not able to, I think a lot of it comes from that pre, um, you know, mindset of I really want to beat this person. Um, yeah, and I mean, if you're if you're like I said, I was talking to Michael Barton. I mean, if you're if you're a thrower that's paid attention to Michael Barton at tournaments, um, I don't think I'm speaking, f- you know, out of out of. Um, I mean, I don't have any. I don't know how to say like I'm not speaking saying something that that Michael wouldn't also agree with like he's had a rough go um at tournaments since pretty much iron side of last year um he um yips are a big a, a real deal thing um in all sports I mean there's plenty of baseball players out there um who've had the yips or any athlete you know, really, that you can get the yips at some point. I mean, I, realistically, I think you could say that. Um, Russell Westbrook had the yips on the basketball court uh, pretty much the entire time he was with the Lakers. Uh, he just couldn't hit a couldn't hit a shot. Um, so I mean, that that's something that that's kind of a real deal thing, and he's worked pretty hard. I think like the duels win this weekend for him, I think, was a really. Um, big deal um you know kind of getting past 
some of those issues he was, you know, talking about, which I think, I think with duels in general, it, it can be tough, but like he was talking about how every single throw he was thinking about, is this the throw that I'm going to let George down? Oh, that's, and that's, that's a thing with duels, no matter yeah, what, because you're throwing say, with that's, a person. That's every, or another every person, throw for but, me too. But like, cause I have let obviously my partners down. Yeah. And, and so I was telling Barton that like, and he was telling me that he's done a lot of research and looking up stuff on, you know, mental um, thing, things to help mental side of athletics and stuff like that. And I, I told him and I've told him, you know, a couple other people, like at some point when I get the time to sit down and actually do it, um, you know, I'm probably going to reach out to a sports psychologist at some point and just try to figure out like what, what type of, what types of things can someone who sees this on a daily basis that's a professional what what kind of assistance or tips or pointers or what what can what can be done to help that um so yeah keep everybody posted on that if i yeah. if i do it i think no, it would think, be interesting yeah i think so. the mental side of things is is important and i think that you know you you just learn a lot from experience and things like sure. that. So I don't know. It'll be that'll be interesting to see what they say. I mean, I uh, I considered it at one point. You know, maybe trying to do something like that as well. But yeah. um, another interesting thing that came up this weekend, uh, not really a mental thing, a little bit, um, was uh, Rob Leverance thinks that uh, people should have coaches. Oh yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah, uh, I think- the more I've thought about it, I I mean I I agree. I think and that you know, in a way, there are a group or at of, least the ability to have communication and dialogue with somebody. I mean, I think you already can. I think you already can. Cuz I mean, I'll be honest, there've been several times where uh, I mean, there's a really good thrower that already basically has a coach, Mark Tishko. Mark Tishko almost after every throw Looks at his dad, also named Mark Tishko. Um, but, like, they they have a, a good relationship where, you know, um, he can give him pointers, like, um, after a miss or, you know, a, you know, good feedback after a hit type of thing. Um, but there are times where, you know, maybe you're so caught up in the moment that you, you need that idea or... Someone needs to point out that yeah, your shoelaces is... Uh, untied. Yeah, things like that. I mean, there's definitely times where, you know, you can see something maybe from a, a spectator view or from an outsider's view that the thrower can't see while they're throwing. Yes, here, here's a really good example um, that Rob gave to me when he was talking about it, and it was, and it was Worlds. It was our WKTC. Our WKTC. Yeah, the yeah, World you nailed it. Championship. Uh, if... Someone was there watching Tony set up for that same kill shot he'd already hit. Yeah. They would be able to stop have it. said, hey, Tony, no, no. stop. Yeah, reset, you already hit that. Go to the other side. Yep. Now. Does that he, mean he would have hit it? Who knows? If he doesn't switch or if that coach doesn't know, that's on them. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, obviously I don't have a coach, but there are plenty of people that I, you know, every now and then if things aren't going well or, you know, anything. I, and I try to do this for other people. Like, people 
will turn around and look at me and on throw eight or on throw nine. Like they're looking for some feedback, like what should I do? What should I not do? Um, and like today in duels, um, we were down like three or four on going into throw four. And I look back and Colby's like pointing up and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm ahead of you. I'm doing that. But, but he was there and was able to give me that, that feedback. Like, all right, this is obviously a good decision. He's, he also thinks I should be going up here. I hit, we end up winning that game. I hit on four and five, but like something like that is also there. I mean, I, I know Phil Bombs looked at me before, you know, when, you know, he's like, I think the time I can remember it was angry wood. Hayden had dropped one just cause of a weird board outside. Hayden's throwing perfect. Other than that, Phil Bomb looked at me like, should I go up with him? And I was like, I just kind of shrugged. Like, that's up to you. You know, no, nobody's going to think any differently of you if you don't. Um, but having that person to tell you yes or no is, you know, at least give their opinion, like kind of like a caddy and, in yeah, golf so, is so more I, so what I think it would be like. It would be more like a caddy. Because, I, I mean, those texted, aren't your coaches. Um, Tyler. Yeah. And asked him, like, can you take a can time you take out? a timeout? And he said, you can ask for a pause. You can ask for a pause in play. Which is essentially the same thing. I mean, like, if you had one and you really wanted to, you know, utilize it, but you, you thought you couldn't. I mean, tying your shoe is a valid reason I th- to. I think if, if more people were to really implement a coach or a person standing there or having the I think that they would have to reword the like they would have to put more there would definitely be like, a rule when change when can you cause or when can you call a pause in play like can I call a pause in play after somebody has made the decision to go up yeah to extend the I mean to extend the amount of time I have to think about it or yeah, I don't know. I mean, there would be a lot of changes that would have to be made and rules to kind of go about it. But yeah, but it's an interesting topic. I'm sure it'll get brought up again. Maybe yeah, I think when it we also have... would be helpful for new throwers. Yeah, uh, for sure. It would be, it would be helpful for it, several things. It would um, have been helpful for Abel in my match. Yeah, there, it would be helpful for new throwers. It'd be helpful for maybe um, younger throwers. Sure. Um, just to you know, if they don't know the necessarily the correct strategy things like that when they should be going up when they shouldn't it would also be helpful for maybe someone who doesn't see very well that doesn't feel confident in their sight to be able to be the person that can suggest that they get a second opinion on on an axe um i know that they can't call for a second opinion due to the rules but they can give you the like hey you should ask for a second opinion okay now the thrower can ask for a second opinion um things like that i mean there's going to be opportunities and as more people join there's going to be other people that might need that coach thing as well so i think it's just an interesting uh topic and we'll we'll bring it up again with our next guest i think and yeah. see what they think um and if you guys think you know you have comments about the coach thing let us know um but i think that's anything else we wanted to cover i think we'll leave on that question and see what uh yeah see yeah, what I think, people i think that's a good spot um yeah, stay tuned uh, probably in the next week or week and a half for uh, episode 4.5 where yeah. we'll try and talk to somebody either before or after the uh, um, Savage Society Triple Crown. Triple Crown, yep, gosh. 
brain's running in slow motion. And then, uh, yeah, we'll we'll chat some more, of course, at uh, Keystone. And uh, that should be a good one, Will. Yeah, we should definitely have a guest at Keystone. um, So we'll have have somebody on. um, And, yeah, we look look forward to uh, seeing everybody there. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in, and um, if you guys have any questions, anything, any topics, things you guys want to talk about, yeah, feel free. Feel free to us either know. hit us up in the comments, or you know, if you want to send us um, direct messages as well, you know, we're happy to happy to help with that. And you know, anything you guys want to learn more about, or have us do the research for and talk about and stuff like that, we're happy to do it. Yeah. Um, so I think we're having fun with this this uh podcast stuff so yeah hopefully everybody continues to to tune in uh, yeah as long sure. as that happens we'll keep, we'll keep trying to do it so um yeah thanks a lot and we'll, we'll see, see you guys you next, next time, time.